With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For one more beer for me, exile means quality, so savagely. Instant Reaction Podcast following Iowa's decisive, dominating, destructive 23-0 win against Maryland. Ladies and gentlemen, the Maryland Terrapins came into this game the 16th best rushing offense in the nation. Um, These next few points I uh, favorited from Scott Dockerman of The Athletic. They entered the game averaging 6.03 yards per carry, which was ranked 10th nationally. Maryland in this game averaged three yards per carry. Terrapins, 19 runs of 20-plus yards, ranked third in the nation. Maryland had a total of 68 rushing yards in this game, and over half of them came on their last possession of the game. That was meaningless. Their longest run of the day was 19 yards. They had zero runs over 20 when they came into this game ranked third in the nation in that explosive statistics. Maryland on the day with just 23 rushes for 68 yards as the Iowa defense absolutely smothered them. There were, let's see here, roughly fourth quarter, Maryland had 16 rushing yards. I mean, it, it, was, it was destruction of the highest order. The fourth opponent this year that Iowa has held to a season-low point total, that from Mark Emmert of the Des Moines Register. Steve Batterson of the Quad City Times tweeted out that when Maryland picked up its fifth third down of the day, that was with nine minutes and 33 seconds left in the game. That was that 19-yard run by Maryland. Just incredible Incredible domination by Iowa today. Iowa puts up 310 yards of offense on a day when the wind absolutely played a factor. Iowa's game plan in this one was to run it and do as little throwing as possible. And those throws that they did were as low risk as possible, at least drawn up. Iowa with just 22 passing attempts in the day. And again, those were very, very short, sideways, quick hitters so that the wind would not affect them or affect them as little as possible. But they ran. They ran the ball a lot. They ran the ball 52 times in this game. And they gained a season-high 224 yards. That's 4.3 yards per run against an opponent that knew Iowa was going to run the ball 
so many times. Iowa had 76 plays in this game. How does all that add up? How does that happen in a day like today where it's a ball-controlled day? How does that add up? Well, it adds up with the defense doing what Iowa did. Here are Maryland's possessions in the day, starting with their first. Four plays, 19 yards. Three plays, negative seven yards. Eight plays, 28 yards through an interception. Uh, And then one play for one yard at the half. Maryland basically had three possessions in the first half. As Iowa had a time of possession advantage that was incredible. Incredible. Over 40 minutes for the game. But Maryland's offense had just three drives in the first half. They got the ball back with eight seconds left for their fourth possession. And they basically gained one yard. Second half, three plays, minus eight yards. Three plays for one yard. Two plays for minus 10 yards and a fumble. Iowa scored a defensive touchdown. Then six plays, nine yards. Six plays, 27 yards. And three plays, 25 yards. Iowa's offense, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine possessions for the game. Maryland with 10. And really, Iowa's last two possessions, they weren't trying to do anything. When Dace and I did the prediction podcast on Thursday night, I I took Maryland only one point to cover the 13-point opening line spread just because, what I said, I felt this game would be low on possessions. I felt the weather would play a factor. I thought it would be something like 24-13 to Iowa. thought Iowa would still win by double digits, just not cover the 13. I didn't expect Iowa's defense, which I guess came into this game as the third-best rushing defense in the country, to totally detesticle Maryland the way they did. Maryland came in averaging 245 yards rushing per game, and they go home getting just 68. They had 170 against Michigan, 150 against Texas. And that Maryland team beat Texas, by the way. That Maryland team beat number seven, Texas. Texas is back. Chop, please. 86 passing yards in the day, 11 to 22. Stanley didn't look great, but I think the wind was in his head a little bit. Another late throw across the middle, got intercepted. He's got to knock that out, but um, then again, if he's going to throw for four or five touchdown passes in a game, you live with that. But Iowa's plan today was just to keep it simple. 40 minutes and 55 seconds time of possession for Iowa for just 19.05 for Maryland. Iowa finishes plus one in the turnover department. Amani Hooker's interception in the first half led to a touchdown, so seven points off that turnover. Iowa instant points off the turnover on the fumble that they recovered Anthony Nelson in in the end zone. So Iowa with 14 points off Maryland's two turnovers today. Maryland obviously zero points off Iowa since they scored zero for the day. Iowa with two sacks. A.J. Epinesa picks up his sixth sack of the season on the last play of the game. Should have had a seventh. They ruled that uh, sack as an incomplete pass, and I think if they didn't want to get out of town ahead of the rush, they could have reviewed that, and that actually, I think, was a fumble, which would have meant it was a sack, but since they ruled it an incompletion, it was not a sack. It was a hurry. Uh, So A.J. was very disruptive there today. No sacks by Maryland. So Iowa has now played seven games and allowed just six sacks, less than one per game. Even my challenge math abilities um no problems on that penalties in this game did iowa even have a penalty 
Penalties looking real quick. Penalties, 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 penalties. No, zero penalties for Iowa. Six for Maryland. Iowa on third down today, nine of 18. One of the best third down teams in the nation. They came into this game out when they were 13th in the country. This is going to help them. They were right about their average, 49%. So they were 50% today. Iowa's average down and distance to go was 5.6. But most of those were shorter. Maryland today, uh, 4 of 10, their average distance to go was 8.4. I want to look at some defensive statistics here. Parker Hesse may be the MVP of this defense. Yes, A.J. Epinesa is a great player. Anthony Nelson's a great player. I think Parker Hesse's the defensive MVP. One of the smartest players I always had on defense of the Ferentz era. Don't at me. That's a period, end of sentence right there. He's incredibly smart. Today's game was so important, as we talked about on Thursday. Assignment football. Know your key. Know your role. If your role is to set the edge, then set the edge and turn the quarterback or the jet action inside to where you have help from linebackers and other linemen and defensive backs. Parker Hesse might be the best at bat that Iowa has had play defensive end in the Kirk Ferentz era. I'm dead serious. He is such a smart player. One play in that game, he set the edge, turned it inside, and then also made the tackle. That's not easy to do. Those little football nuance things, man. He is good. Very good. Five tackles today, three solos for Parker, one sack, two tackles for loss. Just outstanding, outstanding work. And once again, Iowa um, didn't have... You know, their full complement of linebackers. Nick Neiman came back in the game today, and they really didn't pass a whole lot. So there weren't really any instances that you singled out Iowa's linebackers for anything that they did wrong. Just a, a very well-played game today by Iowa's defense. Just, I mean, an incredible performance. Maryland's total yards in this game, 115. And again, their last drive, I'm going to look that up. That was when it was basically all over but the crying. They got 25 yards on that last drive. So before their last drive of the game, they had less than 100 yards of total offense. Uh, Ivory Kelly Martin, 24 carries, 98 yards in this game. Mecky Sargent, 10 for 54. Torn Young, 9 for 21. Rob Howe of Hawkeye Nation tweeted out uh, in the fourth quarter that Torin Young looked like he had injured himself, something maybe uh, in the upper body. So maybe a shoulder. That was Rob's guess, so don't take that to the bank. But that's, I mean, Iowa just can't keep these guys all healthy uh, at the same time. Today, let me see if I can pull up some of these conversations I had with a friend, and I'm not making these things up. Um... I texted to him, this is as balanced a team on offense and defense that Iowa has had since its 2002 team. I'm not saying this team's better than the 2002 team. To me, the 2002 team is the best Iowa football team of my lifetime, and I can cognizantly recall Iowa seasons since 1980. That includes the 1985 Rose Bowl team. I think the 2002 Iowa team is the best. This team isn't that team, but this team has the most balance when you talk about ability to score and move the ball and also a great defense. 
that Iowa's had at the same time since the 2002 team. What is lacking from this Iowa season is a signature win over a highly and nationally respected opponent. Hmm. Iowa plays at ranked Penn State next week. Well, plenty of time to talk about that. It just felt... Remember, I shouldn't say remember, but there have been so many seasons of recent vintage that it's just been a white-knuckle affair. Brian Ferentz's influence on the football program as offensive coordinator, I don't believe can be understated. Now, today wasn't a, you know, you don't sit there and say, wow, man, that was just a fantastic, amazing game plan. It was the game plan that this conditions called for. And Iowa, by and large, executed exceptionally well. That called draw to Stanley on third and nine in the first half, just a great call. Some of those screens to the outside, great work. I mean, just a lot of great stuff in this game. I think Brian Ferentz is coming into his own. And I think that the team that Iowa has, with the weapons they have and where they have them, at tight end and some improving receivers. How about Brandon Smith's first touchdown catch as a Hawkeye? One-handed, back of the end zone? Incredible. They're climbing the ladder. They have some dangerous playmakers. Teams can't load up just to focus on the run anymore because Iowa's offense is no longer operating in that 10 yards of depth compressed area that defenses can cheat in because Iowa is attacking downfield. That is exciting. That is very exciting. And why I think that this Iowa team, they could run the table from here out. Obviously, it's all about next week. And Purdue's a dangerous opponent, in my opinion. Nebraska is, you know, they've got a, a dangerous signal caller, and you just need to be sound. Their defense, meh, probably win that one 45-24 if you had to. It's all about next week and Penn State. I think if they win that game next week, and Dace and I will talk about that quite a bit on Monday, and you'll hear others say the same thing, so I'm not breaking news. If I, th- I think if Iowa wins that game, I think they'll win out. And if they win out, I think they're going to Indianapolis because I'm, I believe that Wisconsin is going to lose at least once more. Man, that Wisconsin game still irritates me, but I, I just love the mindset of this team. They didn't get down... After the Wisconsin game, they had the bye. They bounced back, played well against Minnesota, played exceptionally well against Indiana. The defense put forth a gem of a game today, and the offense scratched it where it itched and did what it had to do. And it's so fun to watch that. 23 to nothing. I can't remember the last time Iowa had over 40 minutes time of possession in a Big Ten game. It's probably been a while. Can't remember that. Can't remember the last time Iowa had 52 carries in a Big Ten game. Um, Maryland's 39 total plays. Maryland had 39 plays from scrimmage. 39. 39. That's incredible right there. How incredible is it? Brent Bloom, who works for the Iowa State Radio Network, 
and is a uh, very good broadcaster in his own right and a friend of mine. He tweeted out that Maryland's 39 total plays today is the fewest of any team in the FBS this season. Hang on a second. I got to tweet that out. Pro Bloomy there. Thank you, Brett, for sending that out. Iowa's front four controlled the run against the 16th best rushing team in the country. The front four did that. And you've heard me say this multiple times. When Iowa's front four can mitigate the run, they're going to have good seasons. Very good seasons. And this group is doing it. And I question whether or not they could. When I heard this summer that Davion Nixon was not going to be eligible, I did a gulp. I was concerned. Concerned with how this team would hold up on the inside against the run with all new linebackers. I mean, Golston's having it. He's just climbing the ladder too. Those guys on the inside are getting the work done. And I didn't expect this this season. To me, the talent accumulation was pointing towards next season. And boy, howdy is it still, which we can we'll have a lot of time to talk about that in the offseason. I'm going to go pull something up here. Iowa is 6-1. and one. I wonder how many times in the Ferentz era they've been 6-1 and one after seven games. I'm going to take a little bit of a break here. It won't be a break for you. And I'll be back for me, real time, probably 20 minutes. But for you, it'll be two seconds. So obviously we have 2015. They went 12 and 0. We have 2009 where Iowa started 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 and 0. No, not 2010. They were 5 and 1 before they lost that gut wrencher to Wisconsin. Not 2006, not 2005, not 2004 because they were 2 and 2, not uh, 2003 they were 5 and 1, 2002. So three times in the Ferentz era prior to today had Iowa begun a season nine and six and one, 2002, 2009, and 2012. What do those three seasons have in common, ladies and gentlemen? Did I just find something? Iowa won at least 11 games. And Iowa played in a quote-unquote BCS or traditional incredible New Year's Six bowl game those years. I'm going to pause in there a few seconds so I can tweet that out before somebody else tweets it out. So all in all, ladies and gentlemen, it was a good day. It was a great day. I can't wait to begin to talk about next week, the Penn State game. Looking forward to watching Penn State, Indiana. Um, Kirk Ferentz saying in the post game, quote, this is the one time the weather folks have been right this season. The guys worked hard and executed well. Coaches gave them a good game plan. Nate Stanley saying, the windows were tight today, meaning the passing windows, especially with the wind. I knew after the first interception I had to make an adjustment and continue to trust in my teammates. Iowa held Maryland to 115 yards of total offense, as we've discussed. That's the fewest ever allowed to a Big Ten opponent and the forced, fourth fewest all time in the Ferentz era. So in the Ferentz era, that's the fewest yards Iowa has ever allowed a Big Ten opponent. 115. And then the fourth fewest all-time in the Ferentz era, meaning that those weren't Big Ten games. Holy crap. I knew that I knew that was uh, impressive. Just didn't know how historically impressive that was. So, ladies and gentlemen, you went into some history. That'll do it for this installment of the HN Podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening. I'll be back to talk with you on Monday along with Steve Dace.